Welcome to the Anxious Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Don Bradley, and can I just say, I'm so freaking stoked to be hanging out with you. This is our 101 episode of the podcast. Oh my goodness, and if you've been listening in the last couple weeks, you know that I've been having a contest to celebrate, or not a contest, a giveaway to celebrate the 100 episodes. I've never really hit like a milestone, and nor have I ever really celebrated a milestone before. It's funny, I... I'm one of those people who I'm always looking ahead, wanting to grow, getting really excited about what's in the future that I oftentimes really forget to stop and celebrate where I'm currently at. And so when Elena, who works for me, let me know that we're coming up to our 100th episode, I'm like, I have to do something and I have to do something for the people who've made this possible. So if you've been listening in the last couple weeks, I've been doing a giveaway for a $100 Amazon gift card. And I'm so excited to be announcing the winner. Now, before I do, I want to let you know that today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about the time that I royally messed up someone's hair and how I handled it and what I wished I would have done and how I want to help you deal when you mess up someone's hair. So get ready to dive into that. But before I do, I just want to say thank you to everyone who participated in this giveaway. What you had to do was leave a review. Um, of the podcast and bonus points if you screenshot it and shared it in your stories. And so the winner of the $100 Amazon gift card giveaway is, I don't know if you can hear me tapping on my, my drum roll, is McKenna Crinbill. She left a review that said, best podcast ever. And she said, let's just start by saying I'm not a podcast kind of person. I have a hard time paying attention to them for too long and really struggle to find ones I like. However, the anxious creative is something I can listen to for hours on end. So much useful info and it's really easy to follow. 10 out of 10. Um, McKenna, that's amazing. Thank you so much for this amazing review. Now, please just shoot us a DM on Instagram at Don Bradley Hair and let us know and we will get that gift card to you ASAP. So congratulations. And I'm curious, you guys that are listeners, um, go ahead and shoot me a DM. Do you want to have more giveaways like this? Do you enjoy giveaways? Do you like having things that we can do to pump up our community? I know I had a lot of fun with this and I want to congratulate and thank each and every one of you guys that entered. And I would love to continue to do giveaways to help support you in your career, to help push you forward and help keep you accountable because that is what we need is just more community and accountability. And I'm so excited to be part of that. So thank you so much for taking a being part of these 101 episodes that we are now on and let's dive in to this week's ep- episode all about how I went or all about when I messed up someone's hair like we're talking messed up irreversible damage like melting off hair we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about how I dealt with it all the wrong way so buckle up friend let's get into it I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. So the day was August 30th, 2016, and you've maybe heard me use this date before. It was the night I'll never forget. I'd been throwing up every 20 minutes for two to three hours at this point. We called the health link to find out what was going on. I was convulsing, but I was completely coherent. The nurse on the phone thought I may be having a seizure, so she said to get to the ER immediately. I threw up about three to four times on the way to the car. I had to drag my body 
across the floor of our house. I couldn't be touched. I couldn't be moved. I had to do it slowly. I lay down in the back seat of the car. I threw up on the way to the hospital. I laid on the hospital floor in the waiting room. You know you got to be feeling sick when you feel that. And finally, when I thought we were just going to see a doctor, I was going beyond these doors. It's like that feeling when you really got to go to the bathroom and you can see the bathroom in sight and you go to grab the door handle and it's locked. Well, what happened is I thought I was going to see a doctor. We went behind these doors and it was another waiting room. And that's when things got really bad. My arms went completely stiff and numb. My face went soggy and I couldn't catch my breath. I screamed out to Nick, go find a doctor. And he sauntered over. <laughs> no word of a lie, like sauntered. I, he couldn't see that I was, I, I thought I was dying. I thought this was the end. But to him on the outside, I looked like I was fine. And what that ended up being was a massive panic attack due to the stress and anxiety that I had been under for the last eight months. So this was August 30th, 2016. Now let's rewind to January 30th, 2016. It's another day that I won't forget. Cosmoprof had invited me down to ISSE to be part of a photo shoot with their team. I couldn't reschedule my one client, so I, I declined to go. I will forever regret that decision because what happened with that one client is something that has changed the course. And you know what? I'm thankful for it now, but has changed the course of my career. And so I couldn't reschedule my one client and I decided to stay home because this is my bread and my butter. This is what I'm doing. Like, although it was ego boosting and flattering to know that Cosmoprof wanted me to be there, I knew, I thought that the right thing to do was to stay home and do this client that I didn't want to cancel on her. Now, what I'm going about to share with you, this is the time, the, the most horrific thing that's ever happened to me in my whole 20 years. It's actually 20 years of this month that I've been in my, in, in my career and while this thing happened, I watched the careers and the exposure explode for the people that were part of that photo shoot. And it was so hard to be spiraling in anxiety, spiraling in doubt, spiraling in imposter syndrome and see all these people that I could have, if only I would have canceled that appointment, if only I would have done this, that, or that, things would be different. And I thought I was doing the honorable thing and I felt like the universe was punishing me for doing the right thing by staying because I didn't want to just tell a client, sorry, I got invited to this photo shoot. So what exactly happened? Well, I was doing my client's hair. I had colored her hair before and she had loved it. She was telling me how amazing I was, stroking my ego, and she wanted to go blonder. She also wanted to do a big hair chop. So we decided to do this big chop first before we started putting the color on and then we started lightening it. I was using clay liner because I had gone exclusive to open air balayage at this point. I was um, about just over a year of living in Calgary. So I moved here in September, September 22nd of, of 2014 and this was January 30th, 2016. So just over a year later, I was in my salon space. I was like feeling like I'm the shit, like I'm in Calgary. I'm a big city stylist. I'm doing my thing. I'm really in demand. People love me. I had a, a bit of an ego. And I started lightening her hair and we were talking, it was just me and her in my salon because I worked privately and I was like, oh, we're talking about like something racy and like gossipy. And she's like, oh, it's getting really hot in here. And I was like, I know, right? Like just going on with the conversation. And she's like, no, like my neck is sweating. And I'm like, what? And she's like, and I hear crackling. And I was like, what? I leaned forward and no word of a lie, it felt like I was leaning in front of a fire or like when you open the oven door, that gust of heat, that's what it felt like on my face. And I could hear this like kind of, that, that's not even the right sound, like, like kind of like 
I'm trying to find something within my reach. Kind of like paper getting crumpled, like that crackling, like the crackling sound of a fire. And so I opened it up and it was palest, or not open, it didn't open up. There was mesh. So it was open air clay lightener. I looked through the mesh and it was palest yellow. So I said, let's go to the sink immediately. I can always tone this down. So we went to the sink. I remember rinsing it and I'm like, how the heck in 10 minutes? Like she was like a level four brunette. There's no way it should have lifted, especially with clay lightener. I was racking my brain already, rinsing it out. It looked palest yellow. I took her back to the sink and as I combed it, it just fell off. My stomach flipped. I remember Leroy, my dog at the time he came, I sat down cause I was in shock and he just like curled up on my lap and he, he did, he wasn't a dog that really, like, he was a bigger dog. He was 65 pounds. He didn't really curl up on my lap, but he could feel that feeling. And oh my goodness, I just like told her, I'm like, I don't know what happened. This is beyond me. And it's one of those moments where I went, this is a heat reaction. We've been taught these things in school that sometimes it can be you know, copper pipes, it can be metallic dyes, it can be so it can be hormones, it can be diet, like, who knows? And like, was I going to send her hair off to a lab? No, but trying to figure out like, what am I going to do? And thankfully, we had started um, cutting her hair. And it was just the nape of her head. So it wasn't like the damage was just a little bit in the back. And she really just wanted to cut it like into a bob. And I didn't feel comfortable doing this because I felt like no, I can save it. And what I did because I was so embarrassed, my biggest fear in it all was that other hairstylists were going to find out in Calgary. And I had come in here, I would moved here not knowing anyone, not having a community, not having a past in a salon, not having anyone in the industry that I was friends with. So I felt very lonely and I had put on this facade that I was, you know, that I, every, all, I had my shit together, all my ducks were in a row and that, I, and that I was a good stylist. And I was so terrified that people found out I was human, that people found out you know, that I wasn't perfect, that mistakes happened, that, you know, unpredictable things happened that I didn't want. I was so scared of that, that I went above and beyond. I said, I will give you treatments every week. I told her I would put extensions in her hair. Like, and I do great lengths extensions, extensions. They ain't cheap. And I was doing it not out of, I was doing it to care for her, but my biggest motivation, and it's so hard to admit, my biggest motivation was fear of other people thinking I wasn't good and fear that they would think I was a fraud and that I didn't know what I was doing. And at that point, that was 16 years into my career, I felt like somehow I had faked my way through my entire career to this point. And clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. I based my entire success off of this one appointment where this unpredictable thing happened. And so out of that fear was like overextending myself. I'll give you Olaplex treatments every week. I'll put extensions in, call me day or night. And then my clients started having panic attacks about it. So I spent around over a thousand, around $2,000 worth of extensions. I, I comped it all. Like I didn't, she didn't pay a dime. I put extensions in for her hair went back to the original length from before we even like we had decided on a shorter length and a shorter cut before we even started and then I was like let's just get it back long I put in like I said like a thousand to two thousand dollars worth of extensions no cost and then within two weeks she wanted them out because she thought uh, she was feeling like she was like breaking out with hives I think there was like stress and anxiety going on in her as well so I took them out and I like almost cried being like I spent so much money she kept saying let's just go shorter and I was like no like let's preserve your hair like I wasn't listening I was so panicked and scared 
And so then eventually I threw my back out. I, there was so much stress going on. I used, I had like daymares, I called them, where like if I was sitting and not thinking, I would like picture like, what if I had started at the front? What if the piece that broke off was like her fringe? Like what if, what if? And I was spiraling in these anxiety moments of thinking, what if it was, was worse? But also like, oh my gosh, what if she goes to another hairdresser? What if she says I did her hair? What will they think? Do they Will they think I'm terrible? Will they think? And I was so terrified of other people people's perception of me and I had been trying so hard to keep this facade that I was amazing and that shit never went down for me and that everything was always perfect realizing that perfect doesn't exist and there are things that we can't control and so eventually I threw my back out she texted me I took I was like just giving myself a day away from my phone so I texted her back within 24 hours but the next day and by that time she you know I had I had set up the the precedence that like text me day or night and I'll get back to you right away but that was causing me severe panic attacks and like I said I threw my back out I had to get like an injection in my butt to relax my back muscles it was that bad and so when I got back to her the next day she had said I booked in somewhere else and the feeling of like who did her hair what did they say who thinks I'm terrible? Who thinks I suck? I forgot about, like I said, I forgot about the 16 years of success. And I thought, clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. And I hid in fear for those next eight months. I didn't like going out in public. I was terrified of bumping into her because I was terrified that, like, I don't know. I was like, this irrational fear came over me. I'm like, what if I see her at a grocery store? Is she going to glare at me? Is she going to hate me? Like, just this overwhelming anxiety. And this is part of the story that, of my anxiety story that I've never really fully shared because I've been really embarrassed and ashamed about it and so I hid I played small I saw my clients I'd stopped posting on social media heaven for like I never posted it before until I knew the after turned out because the last thing I wanted to do is like show a whole process and then like what if something goes wrong I remember the next time I put lightener on someone's hair I was terrified and I just I just played small for like two, three years. I really backed away. I had so much momentum going and I just pulled back because I was like, clearly I don't know what I'm doing. How could I have messed this up? And I always say, you might've heard me share parts of this story before. Like my biggest mistake in this all was not having a thorough communication and consultation ahead of time with the risks involved because I had seen a heat reaction happen before to someone else's client. And I was like, thank God that's not my coworker's client and not mine. And then when it happened to me, like if I would have let her know that now with every new client that I see now, I say like, there's a risk with chemical services that things could go sideways and I'm going to do my best to catch it before it gets wor- it gets bad, but I need to let you know so that you don't think it's my fault. And that's what I wish I would have done. However, most of our greatest lessons in life and everything I teach in my programs and in my academy comes from a place of completely messing it up the first time. And so I didn't handle that situation properly. Like I gave her like, I went overboard and I was acting out of fear rather than acting out of care and taking care of her. And then I had no boundaries and I made myself sick. And so although, yes, I lost her as a client and it bummed me out and I wish I could have dealt with it differently. And if I could rewind back to 2016, I would do things very, very differently. But I learned a lot in the process. I learned a lot about compassion with myself, but it was eight months of severe anxiety of thinking like quitting this industry, quitting my career, thinking maybe one day I'll look back on this and this will be a really good learning lesson. And you know, now it is, but in the moment, and if you're in that moment right now, whether it be you know, having someone's hair like melt off or having a color turn out badly or cutting someone's hair accidentally the wrong way or whatever it is that is spiraling you out in anxiety, 
know that I understand that feeling and I know how real it is. And the last thing I would ever want to do is say, it'll get better or it's not that bad. That is actually a form of gaslighting. I've learned recently how we don't validate our feelings. So I want you to know what you're feeling and how you're feeling. It's legit. Even if you're downplaying yourself, even if you're telling yourself, well, it's not that big of a deal and I shouldn't be feeling this way. Please do yourself a favor and feel all the feelings. So I, I played really small. And like I said, it, it went from January 30th to August 30th. How crazy is that? Like eight months to the day or is that seven months? I think it's eight. No, is it seven? Anyway, regardless to the day. And it was that night in the hospital that I feel like I really purged a lot of that anxiety. And it was after having that extreme panic attack and not being able to breathe and thinking I was dying that all of a sudden there was this relief that came after. It was like I had been holding on to this fear for those eight months. And I had been holding on to that that I was the, the fear of what, what would people think and do do people want to learn from me still because I was teaching and I was trying to I was really expanding who I was and getting out of my comfort zone and I was like oh my gosh what if word gets out that like someone's hair didn't turn out people won't want to le- learn from me or or I won't be able to teach and realizing like this this is part of it and now actually welcoming when things go sideways because that's life that's our career there's no way that things will turn out exactly perfectly every single time and so if we don't learn how to in the words of my good friend Jay Ladner adapt and evolve with things if we don't learn to make decisions quickly if we don't learn to be flexible when things don't go right that could be the greatest downfall and so I handled that situation not looking back I wish I could handle it very differently but I only knew what I knew then and I think sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves as we learn new ways of doing life and doing and doing work and dealing with situations we can be really hard on ourselves being like I can't believe I did it that way but you only I only had so much knowledge back then and that situation unfortunate as it is and I wish it didn't happen actually had me learning a lot about how to communicate better with clients. I wouldn't have made my custom consultation forms. I wouldn't have my program rock your consultation. I wouldn't have my program rock your business, which if you want to learn more about rock your business is opening up in for enrollment in the end of June, and you're going to want to get on the wait list. So go to donbradley.com slash RYB, sign up for the wait list. There's no obligation to join the program, but you get first dibs and exclusive bonuses. When you get on that wait list, you definitely want to get in on it. But these programs wouldn't have existed. The the lives that have changed because of these programs, and I don't, I'm not saying that to toot my own horn, I'm saying the community and the community of the RYBers and the alumni and the people that are in the stress-free academy, uh, stress-free community as well. Um, my students are amazing because they support and love each other and I wish I would have had community. And like I said, I moved here. I didn't have community. I didn't have any connections in the industry. I didn't try to make connections because I was super shy and insecure but I put on this exterior that I had it all together and I was so lonely and scared and I had no one in the industry to share this burden I was feeling to share, to tell me like, Dawn, that happens to so many people or like I had no support system and it sucked and it made it worse. And that's why these things have come together. That's why I've created these communities and these programs to help people through similar situations. So I just wanted to share that with you so that you know, one, I'm human Two, like, I don't have all my shit together all the time. And this is only four short years ago. I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I'll never never have perspective. This will never go away. And know that your life and your career and your business is not tied to one event, not one quote-unquote failure. 
Know that you are not a failure if something has failed. Know that you, if you make a mistake or if something unexpected happened, it is not a direct reflection of who you are. And I see in our industry more than many others is our identity is so wrapped up in how happy we can make our clients. And we need to start seeing our identity outside of that. So I hope this has encouraged you today. I hope you've enjoyed the story. I hope it's inspired you. Please let me know. Drop me a DM over on Instagram or take a screenshot and tag me. I'd love to feature you on my stories. Tag me and share with me a similar story. I want to hear from you and I want to connect with you. And if you'd like to know, like I said, if you'd like to know more about my programs, you can go to donbradley.com slash RYB to get on the wait list for my program, Rock Your Business. It is going to be an epic enrollment. I know so many people are already been DMing me being like, when does it open again? When does it open? It's going to be opening in the end of June. You do not want to miss out on the exclusive bonuses that waitlisters get. You get stuff that nobody else gets anywhere else. And like I said, getting on the waitlist at dombradley.com slash RYB, um, you, you are, there's no obligation to join, but I want you to know that those resources exist. You can also go to dombradley.com to check out everything else, my blog, my YouTube, all those things. Um, but I just want to say thank you. 101 episodes, friend, 101, like 101 Dalmatians. I don't know. That just popped in my head. I want, you to know, I see you. I'm so glad we get to hang out like this. This is my favorite part of my week. And if you want to brush up on your technique, I want to invite you over to my YouTube channel. I have a lot of technique videos over there. That's where I share a lot of that stuff. And we can connect on all the platforms. But what I would really love is to say thank you. And if you enjoyed their podca this podcast, the best way to say thank you to me is to leave me a review and share this with your friends and your family. All right, let's talk next week. I've got a really exciting topic coming up. You are not going to want to miss. Let me see if I can give you a little teaser we're gonna talk about the six figure earner thing and some ugly truths around it and some things that people don't want you to know when you start making and taking home six figures so buckle up and get ready for that exciting episode next week until then have a great week friend we'll see you over on instagram or youtube bye